Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. Our guest this morning has for sure one of the top 10 jobs out there, especially during patio season. Mark Condrad is the CEO and co-founder of Alberta Beer Festivals. He's also the host of the popular podcast, Let's Meet for a Beer. That sounds good. Where he gets inside stories from people working within the brewery community. Mark's here this morning to tell us about Canada's largest beer fest happening right here in Calgary this weekend. Good morning, Mark. How are you doing? Great, thank you. Good morning, David. Good morning, Tara. Good morning, Mark. Good morning. Mark, you know, when I read your bio and then I read a little bit about the uh, beer festivals and, and when I got your title, my first kind of question that jumped immediately into my head was, how do I apply for a job and replace you? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just coming to the end of festival season for us, so I'm pretty tired, so we could have a conversation <laughs> about that. Yeah, But uh, yeah, the best way to, to kind of get a really cool job is just to make it, I think, right? You just create the, the title, so that's so what I did. So you decided one day that Beer Festival is your calling. So share with us how it all started. So... I was 27, I'd say 20 years ago, 22 years ago, I was um, a student at U of A and I worked for Molson and I really loved the industry. I, but I knew I, I probably wouldn't last very long as a rep um, because uh, it's just, you know, it just was, it was a lot of work. And um, so I wanted to be in the industry, but maybe adjacent to the industry um, because I love the people. And uh, when I moved back to Calgary, I was doing small events with, with a friend of mine. I had a job downtown. And the nice thing about, you know, starting out and being young is you don't really make a lot of money. So you can say, oh, I could do something for myself and, you know, pay myself more than I'm getting with my job. So I said, you know what, let's just do festivals. And we just gravitated towards the beer industry. And once we did our first beer festival, we just thought, you know, this is, this is what we want to do. So the reason I was smiling because I was uh, working with Labette at the time. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was doing their uh, tasting facility here in Calgary and training yeah. facility. And nice. then I took my whole company and brought them to the training facility. <laughs> and we tried, uh, when, that was when they brought the Belgian beers to Calgary, to yeah. Canada. Yeah. So when you talk, about Melson, I said, oh, we're competition now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I was the student rep, and then my, one of my good friends was the Labatt rep on campus, so we were kind of had that friendly competition, but uh, <laughs> always fun, though. And you brought some beers with us this morning, uh, yeah, we which was one. very, yeah, well, go ahead and crack yeah, one. Yeah, 9.30, I can have go one. For, well, that one's not the beer. That's, oh, yeah, the, the, yeah, that's the hard iced tea. The hard iced tea. I don't drink well, that. Well, that's something we should talk about because yeah. you've got the, the beer fest, but mm -hmm. if you're not a huge beer, oh, that sounds good, mm -hmm. doesn't it? On a nice, beautiful blue day like today. But if you're not a beer drinker, there are lots of other options for people mm -hmm. as well. For sure. And, you know, when you think about, so when we started it, we called it the Calgary International Beer Fest. And to your point, you know, 18 years ago, the beers that were really sexy back then were the international ones coming um, into Canada. And we didn't really have a big, you know, kind of local craft beer scene. Um, and so the festival has kind of evolved as our industry has evolved. And with that, you know, there's a lot of craft distilleries and we want to showcase and share their stories too. So there's a lot of like you said, beer, but there's a lot of, you know, spirits, um, cideries, meaderies, 
Um, and then just a ton of local restaurants too. So yeah, we try to showcase a little bit of everything with the, with the theme being, you know, the people behind the breweries and the cideries and the restaurants really there to share their stories. Our guest this morning is Mark Kondrat, co-founder and CEO of Alberta Beer Festival. So Mark, what do you contribute the flourishing of the local breweries, the microbreweries in, in, in Alberta? <clears throat> so a few years back, there was some tax, um, some tax changes, but also some, some rules in terms of how much you had to produce. So they made the minimums. They basically got rid of the minimums. And so you didn't have to start out as a giant brewery. You could be, you know, kind of a nano brewery. Um, you know, Dandy would be a good example of when they, when they changed the rules, they opened up and, you know, they were, they were minuscule. <laughs> like it was, so it just made the barriers to, it kind of removed the barriers to entry. And so anyone who kind of had that, that dream of opening a brewery could all of a sudden be like, Hey, you know what? Let's actually do this. So then you just, you know, you know, saw just the exponential growth, which has been really cool. What's the cost of opening a microbrewery? Maybe Tara and I will start one. Well, it's funny. Following you, your, yeah, your, yeah. Uh, this episode. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I've seen the, like, man, oh man, it depends. What, it depends what you want to do. There's, there's some out there that they've spent millions and some, you know, they've done it on a shoestring. So, I, I was uh, many years ago I went to Belgium and I didn't know that Belgium is like beer capital of the world yeah they had in I'm talking in the 80s 800 breweries and they have something I haven't seen here and that's breakfast beers oh yeah yeah well what's the next step for Calgary and for Canada and for Alberta and doing some breakfast beers well all you have to do is have a beer for breakfast and it's a breakfast beer <laughs> It's, it's actually really easy. But, uh, What so, an answer. Yeah. That's a perfect answer. Yeah. It's like they say about like, you know, pizza. Like any pizza is a personal pizza if you <laughs> put your mind to it. Um, but, you know, actually it's funny because I, I roast coffee just as kind of a, um, a fun side project. And we, I made a beer, collaborated with uh, Big Rock to make, uh, to make a breakfast beer. And it was really good. Um, the guys at Banded Peak. Um, they have, I think it's called the Javalanche and they kind of market it as a breakfast beer. So just kind of a low percentage alcohol. Um, yeah, just for those days we're where you need that, that extra something. Yeah. We're well, having breakfast beers well. right now, are yeah. we not? And I'm, this is really good. So I'm not having a beer. I'm having something called good mood. So I love that. It's a hibiscus and rosehip sparkling hard tea, but <clears throat> unsweetened. Yeah. It's delicious. And the reason I brought that, so I, I went to Sobeys on the way here. So Sobeys is our, our sponsor and they do have an awesome selection of, of, uh, of beer um, but I wanted to bring that because I, I know that the, the hard teas are really popular, mm-hmm. uh, but some are really quite sweet and quite sugary. And so I wanted to bring this one because this one is, is one of my favorites and it's made locally. So Good Mood is a local Calgary uh, brewery. And um, so just kind of showcasing that we are doing different things at the festival, not mm-hmm. just beer. And this one is, like I said, it's a great breakfast beverage, you know. You also have um, lounges and seminars that are going on at the festival. So yeah. you've got the uh, cooking with beer, and then you're also doing interviews, a la your, your podcast that you've got. I always got. cook with beer. Yeah. You always cook with <laughs> yeah, beer? Well, I've only heard the one where you have the turkey over top oh, no, of the beer no, can. Oh, no, no, I hold my beer in my hand oh. when I cook. <laughs> yeah. That's cooking with beer. Uh, it's much like the yeah. breakfast beer. Got it. Yeah. yeah, so the seminars are a lot of fun. Actually, so Village, I brought some Village beer. They're partnering with um, All Beef Catering. So Don is, so 
Village just reopened their tasting room, so it's downstairs now, and they added a restaurant. So Don with All Beef Catering is going to have a little, like a small restaurant there. So he calls that the ABC Outpost. So they're going to be doing a seminar and just talking about, you know, how do you cook with beer? How do you pair? I'm, I'm more like you. I'm, I don't really put it in as an ingredient. It's more of a crack it and drink it while I'm barbecuing. <laughs> exactly. Um, that's yeah. my cooking, by the way, barbecuing. <laughs> yeah. Nothing yeah. more than that. Exactly. So, so that's a ton of fun. And Don's just an amazing chef. So, so that's always, um, you know, lined up and very popular. And then my seminar that I do is, is uh, the let's meet for a beer. I'm kind of like a one trick pony. <laughs> it's like everything I do is like, Hey, let's meet for a beer. Hey, let's do breweries or uh, beer festivals. But what I, what I like to do with these seminars is really just connect the end consumer with the people that are behind the breweries. You know, their stories are stories of, you know, being really passionate about things, uh, entrepreneurial stories. And for me, I find once you get that kind of have that emotional connection with someone, um, whether it's an owner or a brewer or just someone behind the scenes, you're, you have that connection. So when you go into a store the next time and you see all these beers, you're really likely to probably buy the beer from the person that you have that emotional connection mm, with. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we try to do is share their story and really, you know, get people to, to know who the people are behind the, the brands. Is there something that you've noticed? Sorry, David. I know we have like one minute left, but is yeah. there something that you've noticed that uh, with the breweries, the people who work within the breweries, that's like that magic combination of you're thinking, okay, they're going to do well. Um, you, yeah. Like when I, when I go into a place, there's just, you can just tell that some people, they're just going to do whatever it takes, you know, and they really, really care about what they're doing. It's not a marketing gimmick. It's not a get rich quick scheme. You know, they, they just, they love what they do. And, uh, and you can just feel that, you know, when you, when you mm-hmm. meet somebody. So it's really fun when, when you, when you get that. They're willing to put the work in. Hey? Totally. Yeah. Mark Kondrat's with us, the CEO of Alberta Beer Festivals. And we'll be right back after the commercial with more. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. Our guest this morning is Mark Kondrat, CEO of Alberta Beer Festivals. And today we have the festival. Yes. Can you share with us what's going on today and how people can rush to the grounds and to mm. the BMO Center? Well, there's a, a ridiculous amount of, of beer, um, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, Do you have taxi cheats if I need one? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We, uh, that's the big thing is like, yeah, don't drive down to the venue. Take, take uh, a Uber. cab, take Uber, take public transportation. You know, that's the biggest thing is have a fun time, but be safe. Um, You know, hundreds of breweries, lots of craft distilleries, craft cideries, craft meaderies, um, 30 some restaurants. And when we get restaurants involved, we really try our hardest to get, you know, local chefs that um, are really making a, a difference in town so that, again, we can connect those chefs with the people of Calgary. So in terms of you know, being hungry, you will not be hungry when you Mm -hmm. leave, you will not be thirsty. And then there's a lot of things we talked about the seminars, there's the sports lounge for the, for the, you know, hockey fans, sadly, the flames won't be featured on it, (laughs) but, um, um, there will be sports being played. So, and there's, there's DJs and there's just, there's a lot of fun. We, we try to create an an environment that really, you know, show, 
showcases what these breweries are all about. Okay, so the the um, other thing about the festival mm-hmm. is that it also showcases the breweries, right? So what does, uh, can you give some kind of a outcome of when a brewery came and joined the festival and what they saw in terms of business moving out of it? Well, it's, it's, it's interesting because it, I see it as kind of effective in two ways. One, they get to connect with the end consumer, which mm-hmm. I think is really important because they get that immediate feedback, you know, of, of what is, you know, of all their products, what's the one that, that people really gravitate towards, which I think is important. But then it's also an industry networking opportunity too, right? So a lot of these breweries are coming from, you know, out of town, out of province, out of country. And so they get to meet the, the restaurants and the other brewers. And so there's a lot of collaborations that come out of, of these events um, just because you get to hang out with, you know, people in your industry for two, three days. Mm-hmm. Um, like last night we had a meet and greet, which is just an opportunity for all of us to come together and just have a beer. It's kind of the calm before the storm. So I call it a family reunion. It just feels really fun when we all get together every year. So There is an aspect of charity in the uh, festival. Can you elaborate a little bit about the charities that are involved and how you get them involved and what the benefits they see? So we've had, uh, so AFS, Autism and Asperger Friendship Society, we've been working with them for probably 15 years now. And, And what's really cool about that is there's, kind of two ways that we work with them. One is we obviously, we raise money so that, you know, we can give them some money so that they can continue to kind of do the great work that they do. But a lot of their members help us. So they'll, they'll volunteer for the festival. And so a lot of them, we've seen them kind of grow as people over the last 15 years. Mm-hmm. And um, they've become, you know, really good friends of ours. But just that ability to kind of interact in those situations allows them to kind of, come out of their shell to some degree. And um, so it's just been really fun um, to just kind of see our volunteers kind of evolve as humans and, um, and just become part of our family. Um, and then I would say the kids up front, I mean, just a, an awesome charity. Mm-hmm. Um, anything we can do to help children. I have two kids myself and the idea that, you know, kids don't get opportunities is obviously sad. So to be able to help give those kids the opportunity. They go to a game, they go to a concert and it's just, it's, it's like, you know, just a highlight of their life. Right. So charities like that are, are amazing. So we're happy to support them. One of the things that when we've, we've had breweries on and had conversations with them before. And one of the things that is consistent is that they say that this is very much, yes, we're in competition with different breweries, mm-hmm. but to your point earlier, we really are a community. We're like a family. We all support each other. Yeah, You don't see that in a lot of industries where they no. are friends and they, they boost <laughs> each other up. Well, and, and sometimes you hear it, but you but when sort of push comes to shove, you don't see it. Right. Um, and there's so many good examples. There was a, I was in Medicine Hat over COVID talking to some of the breweries and one of the breweries they, they distributed from the brewery, so they didn't have a canning system. They had no way of getting their product out. And so during COVID, you know, no one's at the tasting room, so they, can't, they basically can't serve their product. So another brewery lent them their canning facility so that they could can their product and sell it. They could mm-hmm. have just let that, that brewery, brewery die, die right. and then bought, you know. So it's just like the things that they do when, when asked. So, you know, you hear of... Oh, you know, we, we will have your back. There's just specific examples in this, in this industry where they just 
truly do have each other's back. So it's so cool to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. How do you see the beer culture evolve over the last 15 or 18 years? Because as you said earlier, you know, 18 years ago, it was Leffe and Ocharden and all yeah. those guys that came to town and everybody was, wow, I'll have a Leffe or a Ocharden. Totally. And what, do you, what do you see in the last 10, 15 years as, as a, a industry evolving and, and taste and taste of the people, that, the consumer that is evolving? Yeah. <clears throat> and so when we started the Calgary Festival, it was the Calgary International Beer Festival because that's what was kind of sexy at the time. And so then the evolution was, you know, let's say 10 years later, we started the Edmonton Show. And so we kind of looked and thought, well, what is this? What does the industry look like now? And so you could you'd see a lot of craft breweries, but mostly still coming from like the states and stuff. And then over the last 10 years, the amount of local breweries has been what's really exploded. So um, it's evolved. Um, you know, there's still first class, world class beer being produced, but now a lot of it's just being produced locally. So it's been fun to watch for sure. And the, the consumer taste has changed. Um, From the old uh, Molson or Labette, the Blue Bluff. It's funny because it's one of those like what's old is new again because really it's the Pilsners and the Lagers that are popular right now. Um, You know, IPAs are still popular, but, um, you know, I think uh, let's say about 10 years ago, there was some of the IPAs out there were just, you know, it was just kind of a pissing contest to see who could make like the mo- the hoppiest kind of beer, you know? And so that's kind of mellowed and they've, I think they've kind of learned how to balance the flavors. And so, you know, people that say, oh, I don't like IPAs. I think they should probably revisit IPAs because there's such a spectrum and there's some really good ones. I was, I was that guy. I, I didn't like IPA. So I was almost, you know, removed from the industry. <laughs> I didn't have a beard and I didn't like IPAs. They're like, what are you doing here? But, um, you know, as consumers have kind of demanded different different beers, you know, the, the breweries are listening. And so, yeah, you see a lot of the easy drinking beers coming back, So, which is cool. Uh, you say that you're a one-trick pony, but I don't know. I think you've got tentacles in a, a lot of different areas. I noticed you also have, uh, you're the CEO of a Prey Creative. So how did that come about? Well, so a Prey Creative is just, what we want to do is we want to be able to share the stories of, of our partners and our, the breweries, mm-hmm. restaurants that we have. So the, for me, the festival is one way of doing it. It's that physical touch point. But, you know, we have a big social media, um, you know, we have a lot of social media channels. And we're really engaged with our audience. So we want to see how we can leverage that to help share the stories throughout the year. And that's, that's really why we started the, the, the podcast. Um, and that's why we started at Prey. Um, we're, we're working on an app called Tastely. That's going to be a scheduling app um, where you can, you know, book your own tastings and your own brewery tours. We just want to do everything we can to just keep sharing these stories. And the festivals, like I said, is, is a part of that, but there's more mm-hmm. that we can do to help share the stories of the, of the industry. Mark, it's uh, 9.55 a.m. What time doors are open today? Um, that's a good question. No, so, so, <laughs> so today, Saturday, Saturday um, there'll be two sessions. So there's a noon to five and then a five to 10. And I'm butchering those hours, but that's roughly what they are. So uh, if you like beer, if you want to taste beer, if you want to support the charities, rush to BMO Center today That's right. for the Calgary Beer Festival and you'll meet Mark there. That's right. Yeah, come and, to the seminar. Come to the seminar. And uh, if you like to uh, cook with beer, that's the place to be. <laughs> Our guest this morning was Mark 
Kondrat, co-founder and CEO of Alberta Beer Festivals. Thank you, Mark, for being our guest. Thank you very much for having me. Thank Thanks, you, Tara, Mark. for drinking. Thank you. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers, Cheers, everybody. Happy Cheers. weekend. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. 